Hello everybody and welcome back to this bonus series of the She Can, She Did podcast solely focused on the theme We Can, We Will. Whether this COVID-19 storm as business owners that is. I really hope you're all well and having a great week so far. If we haven't met yet, I'm Fee and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did slash the one asking the questions throughout these episodes. And if you're a regular listener, thank you so much for listening as always. Before I introduce today's guest, and I was so looking forward to this chat, I am so pleased to say that this bonus We Can We Will series is now sponsored by Tide Business Current Accounts, aka the business current account dedicated to startups, entrepreneurs and freelancers that I've been using with She Can She Did and have loved ever since I made the switch to being a limited company at the end of 2018. Not to only have Tide set up a hub on their website, www.tide.co that is, that's solely focused on supporting small businesses during the COVID-19 outbreak that you'll be pleased to know cuts through all of the noise and misinformation out there and instead provides the latest news, advice and government support dedicated specifically to small business owners like you and me. Tide are also offering a She Can She Did listeners aka you with up to three months free access to their upgraded account Tide Plus to support us all even more during the coming months. Essentially you can set up a regular business current account in about 10 minutes on the Tide app which is the one that I've been using for the past 18 months. But this upgrade that usually costs $9.99 per month will give you access to all of the Tide Plus features, including access to the Tide Plus member support phone line, a free 24-7 legal helpline that provides additional legal support around the clock, 20 free transfers per month, prioritised in-app support that will push your queries to the front of the queue so you don't have to wait, plus the fanciest perk if you ask me, an oh-so-exclusive matte black card that will make you stay out from the normal blue card lot. Quite the perk if you ask me. To get started all you need to do is download the Tide app and enter the code podcast in the in-app chat to activate the offer. The TNCs are listed in the show notes below of course along with the link to their amazing hub that I've been mentioning for the past few weeks. I really do hope that you find it as useful as I did. Now, with that said and done, if you've been following She Can, She Did for a while now, you'll know how much I love my gin. So it only seemed right that I speak to the founder of one of my all-time favourite gin brands on here for this series, given that so many distilleries have pivoted away from making gin since COVID-19 arrived and have turned their attention to making hand sanitizer instead. A product which, let's face it, ingredients aside for a sec, could not be more opposite to gin. Yesterday morning, therefore, over my first coffee of the day, I hopped onto Zoom to chat to the wonderful Emily Robertson, co-founder of Roundwood Gin, to find out what that pivot has involved in reality for her and her fiancé and co-founder Rupert behind the scenes. Given that Emily has always been a planner and product development for new products would typically take months, this is how Emily has adapted to the sudden change and where her priorities for the distillery lie going forward. It's always so, so lovely catching up with Emily. So as always, I really do hope you enjoy this chat. So I think it's obviously impacted all businesses um, and in, in different ways. The main thing that happened for us to be like, okay, this is serious, was the pubs closing. Turns out that uh, just over 40% of all of our income is through um, selling to pubs. And then about 47% is uh, attending different events, markets, fairs, festivals. And obviously all of that's all very quickly been cancelled or postponed. So, um, yeah, we suddenly were like, okay, we've, we've got a bit of a problem here. 
I think it took it takes a few days for it to properly sink in. There was just a couple of days where I was like, I don't know what we, I don't really know what we're doing here. Yeah. And I'd I'd seen actually another distillery already making hand sanitizer and just kind of looked into it, but we didn't have the right license from HMRC to be able to do it. So you know, I thought, oh, this is going to be a lot of paperwork and you know, time and waiting. But then a couple of weeks later, I just happened to be reading on the on the Gov website. Sorry, my emails are going off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, someone's popular. Jeez. <laughs> Turn the notifications off it hasn't worked yeah. <laughs> i'll carry on yeah. um I, I checked the gov website and basically found that they'd they changed the restrictions about who was allowed to produce the hand sanitizer um, and have made it much easier for people that obviously already dealt with alcohol to be able to do it without any extra paperwork other than our normal sort of record keeping so we swapped basically so we, we had got a pretty big stockpile of gin um, so for now, we're, we're just making hand sanitizer, but we, we wanted to do this where it would actually help the right people. But we're not a big enough business that we had loads of spare cash to throw at this, that we could just give it away for free because there was still going to be quite a few costs to us in terms of buying different ingredients, buying the containers. Um, and so we wanted to do it in a way where we could still give a load away for free, but without actually losing us money, yeah, which yeah, no one wants. Um, so we... Uh, came up with the idea of sort of selling some to fund then the cost of of the rest of it. Which is completely understandable as well, because I've said this a few times on these episodes, you know, like if you were to just give everything away for free, suddenly you then become the charity that needs the support. There's no harm in like also needing to survive through this yourself. So there's, you can do both. Exactly. And there's uncertainty for everyone. And we just couldn't, there's no way we could just have, have completely switched and, and done and hand sanitizer but in general it's been it's been really well received we've had some really nice bits of of local press um which is kind of directed people our way and actually our sales of of gin through the website have um have gone up as well so it's because everyone everyone i speak to is like i'm just drinking <laughs> in the week i think that's true <laughs> i think everyone's drinking at home um, which I don't know if that's good or bad, but um, in terms of website sales, it's good for us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do you know, just going back a second, you know, I um, what you said about the pubs being shut. I remember going for a walk in the week before lockdown, where uh, it was starting to build, wasn't it? And we knew what was going on? And yeah. um, God, you really are popular. <laughs> Tell you what, this is this has genuinely been non-stop. Part of my issue at the moment is just dealing with email inquiries, and they literally are every couple of minutes that's amazing though yeah no I and I remember going for a walk with um, my partner about I think it was about half past nine ten o'clock and uh, down our high street and there's about eight pubs on our high street and it's normally like a really busy um high street and we I remember saying to him we looked yeah. in some of the pubs were still open uh, but with like a few people in and we were like oh gosh you know like what's going to happen to them and then the following week it honestly I'm used to it now when we go for the walk but it's like a it's like a ghost town it's so eerie because everything there's normally noise on that high street and like the pubs are just all empty and it's just so I remember really feeling with the pubs that was like such a giveaway of like oh my god the pubs are shut like it's mad <laughs> so just taking a step back then because I'm interested obviously you work with your fiance and I'm interested how you and Rupert split the kind of like how you both reacted in that you know because you're not only a couple having to go through this whole lockdown thing but you're also business partners going through it and how did you given that you're completely switching over to a different business model how did you organize like or discuss who does what to do all of these? 
Phoenix. Well, the biggest change that's been sharing this room, like that used to be my desk, <laughs> um, but now he's moved in. <laughs> but the in terms of the new business, I think uh, normally I'm a I'm a big planner, and in, if we were launching a new product, it would have been in the pipeline for months in terms of like just design and ideas and and getting it completely right. And after we decided we were going to do this hand sanitizer, we've never done anything so quickly. Um, and and so much of it was like, right, okay, we've decided we're going to do it. We need to source all these ingredients. So that week we were basically just both like frantically on Google, like where can we where can we get hold of of loads of you know bulk ingredients. But then since then we've both been going up to the distillery um, and making it, obviously. Um, but then I've mainly dealt with like the inquiry side, social media side, and, and Rupert has done a lot more of like the deliveries. <laughs> but it, it kind of just works. Uh, he's obviously, he's got his, his proper job as well. Um, so it's, it's, just, it's just managing it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, in terms of like marketing the fact that you now have hand sanitizer to sell, it's such a different product to gin. Really, is. and it's given that you know we're in the middle of a pandemic, the way that you market hand sanitizer, given that it's like clinical and it's helping, and it's you know, is it such? A, it's just such a different product. It could be further from gin. So, how did you go about doing that? You know, what was your approach to saying, "Listen, this is what we're doing now, and I think you should buy it." So, I think I was quite conscious that I didn't want to come across that we were sort of cashing in on yeah crisis in a way. So, I. Which is why we wanted to, to be able to give so much of it away, because it I, it just felt really wrong yeah. otherwise. So we we've just kept up with sort of our, our normal social media stuff, which a lot of people that have already you know already follow us have then bought hand sanitizer and at the same time they bought gin. So <laughs> that's, that's the but um, we've had we've had some local publicity, which has definitely helped. And did you reach out for that, or did they come to you? A bit of both. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a mixture, but um, definitely, and it, well, any, anything helps at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, no, definitely, and like, like it's a perfect time for it. It's just for any founders listening, you know, was it just a case of um, hunting down local journalists, hunting down? It sounds a bit dodgy, doesn't it? But like, as in, just giving them an email, LinkedIn. How do you find them? So um, we actually work with a PR agency. Oh, amazing! Who it's one of the things that a lot of people kind of cut costs at this time. Yeah, in terms of PR, but we were like, no, actually, it's one of the one of the things we have cut costs you know everywhere we can but one of the things we wanted to keep going was that so that they could help us spread the word about this so to be honest most of that has been done there but well it's what they're that's what you're paying them for right like that's a good thing <laughs> exactly. yeah. no that's amazing so okay um in terms of what you've learned about yourself then because I remember you know from our previous interviews and every time we've met you are a planner and I remember the process that went into launching the distillery you did all the paperwork didn't you you did all you went on all the courses <laughs> you know what's this taught you about yourself it's definitely taught me that I can do things much quicker <laughs> just in terms of turnaround I mean I still have done a fair bit of planning I've still got quite a few spreadsheets on the go <laughs> which I everyone has to but it's definitely shown me like okay we can just decide we're going to do something and just do it yeah which is it's quite nice to know um 
as I mean, I, I'm still a bit too much of a perfectionist, really. But, <laughs> but you know what, though? It's like it is it's a really important lesson, I think, because, you know, I've had a, 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 quite a few conversations recently about what it's going to look like on the other side of this and whether it will just go back to normal and stuff. And it's like, for me, there's such a um, comfort in knowing that even if it doesn't go back to normal, everyone that I've spoken to has handled this, you know, and there's something really... Yeah, just it's it's nice to know that all of us, whatever that's going to look like, we'll just adapt to that as well. Yeah, and I think that's what, that's part of what's so great about small businesses, isn't it? Is that they can you can you know turn your attention to something different quite quickly, and I think that's that's really what what we have to do. Yeah, at this time, so that's that's the good thing about all of this, um, and and certainly it it makes everyone kind of take a step back and look at what they're doing it certainly made us look at everything we're spending for example and and analyzing everything like okay is this essential do we need this and I think actually that's quite we probably should have been doing that anyway yeah yeah no so so in terms of like you know the financial impact you know if you are cutting back on things obviously the price point between a bottle of gin and a hand sanitizer is significantly different so you know how has your lifestyle had to adjust over the past past couple of weeks yeah so from the business point of view I think part of so initially I, I went through all our costs and you know stripped back where we can we um we furloughed two employees which seem you know it's a it's a good option it means there's a bit more on my plate but <laughs> you know I, I can cope but I think we look when all the the different finance options came came or announced by the government you kind of think okay really great um but there's still I'm sure you know, like quite a lot of faff that goes with applying for these things. Certainly, we we um, have now secured one of the um, interruption loans through the bank, but that definitely took up a significant amount of time with yeah. the application side, and they required so much detail that it just made me sit down and actually go through it and think, okay, we need a plan, a proper plan for the next. So I did it for six months. Whether that's long enough or not, I don't know, but. You know, I think we just have to, we just have to plan. I can't yeah. remember the question. <laughs> no, no, it's about the, about finances, and you've answered it. So yeah, you know, with really quickly on the on furloughing staff, what kind of roles were just ones that you you know? Oh, so we one of our staff members is mainly sales. Um, so that's both. Well, it's actually mainly through pubs and and independent shops and securing new accounts and then um, account management. But, but also event uh, event staff. So, uh, yeah. and then I've got a, an assistant who helps me in the distillery just with anything really, which is great. Um, but unfortunately, you know, we, we just have to be realistic and... Um, yeah, no, 100%. And I'm sure that, you know, for, to me, the furloughing option, it's like a really, it's, we're so lucky that that's there, you know, like it's, it's it could be so much worse. And very quickly, just picking up on something you said about taking on more yourself. I think this is like the perks of, uh, being a founder and having been there from the beginning and having before you had those staffs you did all of that anyway so it's like it, again it, there's always that comfort of knowing that if you have to make those difficult decisions you've done this job before yes it's tough but you you've done it and you can trust yourself that you you, you can pick that up right yeah I think that you're right it's it's nice knowing how to do you know I know how to do everything and I can't I can pick up anything and do anything it's it's just a complete, it feels like a completely different job now. Yeah. <laughs> which it is, but um, yeah, it's just doing the, doing the best you can, which I think is what, is what everyone is doing at the moment. Yeah. You just yeah. have to, you know, and, and you can have 
good days where you're feeling, you know, good about it and, and low days where you just think, oh God, this is just never ending. And like, what's, what's going to be in a year? Um, yeah, it's, it's normal, but it's, it's one of them things where even when we say it's normal, when those, like, when it is a bit rubbish, I know that yesterday morning when we woke up and the sunshine wasn't out and it was all grey and it was a Monday and it's like, <laughs> oh, week seven, let's go. Like, <laughs> it's, um, it's just, the, it's just the not knowing. Yeah, definitely. Last, because I thought when I was doing this sort of six month in depth plan, what we were going to do, that that was going to be way long enough. And now it's like, mm, is it? We, I mean, we don't know. Um, and you know it, it's just trying to do what we can I mean we were lucky that we already had the online limb I suppose of the yeah. business so although we didn't we didn't do a, a huge proportion of, of our sales through the website like it was all set up we we were used to taking stuff at the post office and like doing the real practical side of it so I mean that's just been been scaling up a bit more which is is really great that I'm able to say that it has scaled up but yeah I mean, it's bloody good gin, so <laughs> I feel like, yeah, no, I, I, that doesn't surprise me one bit. Going forward, um, Emily, then, in terms of your priorities, with that six-month plan, after those six months are up, does hand sanitizer exist still on on Roundwood's kind of offering, or do you think it'll definitely go back to the gin? I don't know if I know the answer. I suppose my gut feeling really is that we're, we're gin, um, mm. and... That's what we do. We're a distillery. We're a gin company. But who's to say that there's not going to be this demand for hand sanitizer? I mean, if if no, if people stop buying it, then it's obvious. Then we'll stop doing it. But I don't know. Are people just going to change their behaviour forever? And just there's always going to be a demand? I have no idea. Yeah. No. It's it's it would be so interesting. I'm really intrigued to see like different habits and stuff. Okay. In terms of the fact that your emails are going left, right, and centre, I try to turn the noise off, but I don't know. How no, to... I love it. I feel like we could keep it in there. It's just like kind of setting the scene of what your your life's like at the moment. Um, but you know, you are you've got this new business on on the go, sort of, sort of arm of the business on the go. You've had to learn so much, plan so much over the past past couple of weeks. How are you making sure that you are looking after yourself throughout all of this? I think that we're just keeping busy and to be honest that's sort of what we what we were doing anyway yeah in some ways aspects of our life haven't changed that much like I'm, I'm fairly used to sort of working from home on on my office days and um like that sort of side hasn't necessarily changed and we're usually pretty busy so it just carries on uh, and I, but I do think I, I'm no good at just sitting around and, and twiddling my thumbs so I'm certainly glad that I feel like I'm doing something and even even more happy that I feel like we're doing something useful yeah that's actually actually potentially helping people I think you can kind of get a bit over exposed to like a lot of a lot of the news and the media um so I've, I've been trying although I'm I do like <laughs> I do spend my time on BBC News but I've been trying to sort of limit that and also limiting uh social media a little bit as well yeah yeah um, it's so important part, though, part of the job is that <laughs> I honestly I have that debate all the time yeah it's like it's like I've got to be on there but equally like I need some a break off it it's yeah I know what you mean well, I think kind of taking things in moderation but also staying busy and um just getting through it <laughs> yeah I love that though because to me if I was to flip that question around keeping busy I'm so grateful that I'm busy like because otherwise I just I wouldn't I would just yeah twiddling my thumbs I can't it's not me no. like it gives you a kind of structure for the day you've got something to do like off you go although saying that there have been maybe like two days where I've thought 
oh, wouldn't it just be great if I worked for like a huge company and just been furloughed and I had nothing to do? Like, wouldn't that just be the dream? But yeah, then, yeah. In real life. <laughs> I'm very glad that I'm doing something. Yeah, we've had that. My best friend's fiance, he's so funny because he's he's like absolutely loving this furloughed life. He's every day going for like 90 kilometer cycles, 100 kilometer cycles. It's just mental. He's out for like four hours and then he'll come back and he's like, he's just loving life. He's been out in the countryside, <laughs> getting paid for it. <laughs> but no, I think, um, I think that again, though, it goes back to that's a normal feeling, right? Like you can always think like, oh, wouldn't it be nice? But you just... Um, keep going um in, in terms of advice and emily rounding up if you were to give any advice to any founders listening right now what would you say i think it probably comes back to something i've already said um which is is just try and think a bit creatively like the good thing is that that small companies can change direction quite quickly um and think you know is there is there a different idea different something you do online something that people really want and can do in their house, obviously, because everyone's at home. Um, so just maybe think outside the box a little bit. It's a bit cliche, but <laughs> no. But it's it's you know what? Sometimes it's a, the best advice. It's the obvious stuff, isn't it? On that on that note, I should have asked: Is it easy to make hand sanitizer? So there's there's various different ways you can make it, um, but in all of the different recipes, the alcohol is obviously a key ingredient. Yeah. Um, which is why we're in such a good position to be able to do it because we've obviously got the alcohol got access to alcohol but we are following a world health organization formulation yeah recipe yeah and it's pretty easy yeah it's basically measuring stuff out mixing it together and that's it no but i know it's just so amazing (laughs) like that is for me it's like so creative like going from the you know just link gin to just making this uh, little hand jab I love it um okay very last question then once we're out the other side whether it's six months 12 months whatever it's going to be Emily how are you going to reward yourself for the fact that not only have you got through it but you pivoted in such a amazing way uh, helped so many people in the process what what's it going to look like I just can't wait to just hug people mm. <laughs> I know family and just hugging everyone will be will be great and then um so we're due to well we were due to get married in August but we've just moved it till next year so whenever we get there it'll be wedding. oh my gosh oh do you know what though I like um my best friend and fiance that I just mentioned they they're August at the moment they haven't postponed it yet but I've said to them you know if and, and same to you it's gonna be so special even more special when you eventually get there don't you think I think that's true I just couldn't deal with the not knowing I just thought we'd I'd rather make the decision now and know it's next year than to just you know you don't know what sort of wedding it might be in August but I feel like that is kind of borderline that might all be fine but well we've decided now (laughs) no I had to say I don't blame you one bit thank you so much honestly I'm so sorry that it was so um last minute for anyone listening I had it in my head that it was 9 30 and then I just sort of freaked and saw the time and the calendar invite so I was one minute late but thank you (laughs) you're welcome thank you for having me Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the She Can, She Did podcast. It really, really does mean a lot. If you happen to enjoy it, it would mean so much to me if you could please rate and review the series because rumour has it, it helps to boost the podcast in the charts, which allows more female founders and aspiring business owners to find it. For now, though, I really, really hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening once again. And please do look out for tomorrow's episode.